February 28th, 2023. This morning's class and the classes throughout the week are dedicated in loving memory of Ruth Bat Gilsom, Ruth Gindi Ale Ashalom. We're in Masechet Beza and Avchet Amud Bet. We're going to start again from three lines from the top. If you recall, the Gemara is in the middle of trying to crack the code of why we would distinguish between a koi, this safek behema, safek haya, um, Morris suggested yesterday from, I guess, the article that it's a buffalo, but it's an animal which is not determined, according to the rabbis, with regards to its status. Is it a domesticated animal or is it a wild animal? There'll be two major ramifications, one of which we're seeing here at the top and the other which we'll uh, deal with later on in the Gemara. The question with regards to a uh, haya or a behema, again, is twofold. Number one, do you need to do kisui hadam for a haya, for an o, for a wild animal? For a bird, the halakha, according to the Torah, is that you have to throw dirt onto it after slaughtering. That's not so when it comes to a domesticated animal. Again, in our introductory remarks, we suggested Sefer Ahinuk, Rav Kook, and others, why they suggest that distinction. Beyond that, and this is what will come up perhaps today, if not tomorrow, Mirzeh Hashem in the Limud, is um, uh, with regards to that Isur Achilat Helev, whereas we have that leniency as it is uh, with regards to Kisui Hadam by Behema, there's a stringency. You're not allowed to eat from what's called Helev, forbidden fats of that animal, which doesn't apply to Hayan. Haya, that Isur Helev, doesn't apply in the same way. Helev is with regards to the prohibitions of the Torah, very high up here. It has the severity of karet, are just something to have in mind already. But now, the statement that we had, and we quoted it from a Mishnah already on Davcheta Mudalef, was that when it comes to a koi, you shouldn't slaughter it on Yom Tob, and if you did slaughter it, you shouldn't cover it, uh, you shouldn't uh, do kisui hadam. That was the statement, koi en shohatino tob yom tob. And the truth was, we were asking this in the context of, we had a statement in the Gemara earlier with regards to Rabbah's statement. Uh, he told us that, uh, much like the Biraita, but an expansion of it, that a person could be machnis, a person could bring in a kupat, uh, Rav Yehudam, sorry, machnis adam, melo kupato afa, you can bring in a box of dirt, and you can use it for any purpose on the holiday, provided that you prepared it beforehand. That being the case, of course, the question was, why can't you slaughter this animal and use that dirt with which uh, you prepared beforehand to do kisui hadam? So the Gemara has been struggling with resolving that. And the ultimate, at least yesterday, resolution that we had was that perhaps koi is different, the safek be'ema, safek haya, again, just to briefly and clearly state our dilemma. Our dilemma is such that we're accepting or we're challenging the accepted statement that if I prepare dirt before the holiday, I can use it for any purpose. There's no problem of mukseh. If that's the case, when I'm slaughtering a koi, a uncertain animal with regards to whether it needs kisui hadam or not, how come I can't slaughter it? and certainly cover it with dirt. If you tell me that there's a problem with regards to that dirt, I understand. But if you tell me, ultimately speak, I could use that dirt for anything. So slaughter the animal. It might be a haya, in which case it doesn't need kisui hadam. All right, so what? But I had this dirt, which I could use for any purpose. But why are you not supposed to slaughter? You certainly are supposed to be slaughtering. The question is, am I supposed to be covering it? But I could cover because the dirt is prepared. That's precisely the issue. It's all purpose dirt. It's all purpose dirt. 
just to find the words, all of his needs. Whenever your need is, I have blood on the floor. I want to cover off the blood. So if it's a behemah, I have a mitzvah, excuse me, if it's a hayah, I have a mitzvah of kisui hadam. If it's a behemah, I have dirt, I'd like to throw it onto it. Why should it be a problem in this context? So that's what the Gemara was struggling with. Ultimately speaking, the Gemara here at the top of the page, three lines from the top, suggests, Ela amar rabah, the suggestion at this juncture in the Gemara goes like this. The prepared dirt, we're calling that as the heading, we're just calling it Efer Kira. Efer Kira, of course, means the ashes of the oven, but by extension, it means the dirt that was prepared beforehand or the shovel in the ground. Any of our permitted dirt-like circumstances, it's prepared for Vadai, for a certain circumstance, meaning if I'm slaughtering a haya, there's no question, it's a wild animal and I need to cover it with dirt. It's not muhan, it's not prepared, and we'll have to figure that one out why, uh, in a moment or two, why, uh, for safek, for a koi, again, for this uncertain animal. Why not? Says the Gemara, lisafek, my ta'amalo. I understand the concept of saying that the dirt is prepared for usage, how and why would you distinguish in halachic terminology, in the realm of halacha, between safek and vadai? If it's an animal, that's vadai haya, so that I'm allowed to cover it with this uh, dirt. If it's not vadai, it's uncertain, it might be a behemah, it might be a haya. What's the issue? Says the Gemara, the ka'avid guma. Perhaps suggests rabbah, it's because there's a gezerah. The rabbis feared that by picking up from that dirt which you prepared, maybe left in the corner, picking up from the dirt that perhaps was already dug out in that hole in the ground, you'll overstretch or you'll dig a little bit deeper and you'll in turn make a farrow in the ground. That's Melechet Harisha. Says the Gemara, if that's the case, that was the fear, that's the issue. The rabbis are making a gate over here because you might use something which technically speaking is permitted, but you might overstretch. So who cares if you're slaughtering for a koi, for a safek behemah, safek haya, or you're slaughtering for a haya. If ultimately speaking, the rabbis say, we don't trust that this is going to be handled appropriately. Why should you be able to slaughter and cover with dirt that's prepared for a certain animal that needs covering, that needs kisui hadam? If there's a fear, there's a fear. Answers the Gemara. What is safek? Hazma. But I need to do it in this circumstance. I need to be. I need to be doing a kisun. You're telling me the dirt was not prepared for that. So midrabanan, it's not prepared for. Why not? Must be that the way we would resolve that is the way we did on Dafheta Mudalif at the top. Rabbi Abba made the statement that even though you might in circumstance make a pharaoh, the issue is not per se the dirt that you're taking, it's rather the hole that you're making. Now, if the hole is what we call mekalkel, it's not constructive, it's patur, Rabbi Abba told us, at the top of Daf Heta Mudalf. We know from Asechet Chagiga, from Daf Yod. Tosafot, alternatively, as we mentioned already yesterday, again, says it's Melacha She'enel Ultimately speaking, however, the Gemara tells us there is no problem, there's no Gezerah with regards to making the Faro, because the Faro would not constitute an Isur from the Torah, because you're not interested in the whole. 
Well, that being the case, so then why are we distinguishing? What's the problem with regards to this? Again, this animal we're calling a koi, let's refer to it as a buffalo, and any other animal where we know it's a wild animal, you could slaughter it and cover it. It says the Gemara, Ela Safek Maitama, so rather, why is it that we distinguish? Why is it that the rabbis forbade in that Mishnah, which we learned on the Mudalef, to slaughter a koi, to in turn even cover with the blood after you went ahead and against the rules slaughtered it? Ela Safek Maitama, Perhaps the reason is because you'll have clumps of dirt and the clumps of dirt can't be used for kisui hadam. You need to break up those clumps of dirt. In order to deal with this appropriately, it needs to be soft dirt. And breaking them up would constitute an isur from the Torah called ketisha melechet tohen. You'll be grinding in such a circumstance. Says the Gemara, I understand your fear. I understand the gezerah of sorts that you're suggesting and implementing over here. But I ask you the same question. If that's the case, by a koi, by this safik, it should be the same identical reality by a vadai. If I'm fearful, rabbis, as they were, um, that in doing the kisui hadam on the holiday, you'll come to a melacha from the Torah of tohen, so we shouldn't distinguish. One is safik, one's vadai, it should all be asur. Vadai nameh, says the Gemara, nigzor mishum ketisha. Answers the Gemara, vadai ki avid ketisha, I suggest the Gemara, the difference goes as follows. The difference between Safik and Vadai, Jesse, is, maybe this is what you're referring to, is whether you have this implementation of this principle called the Ase Dohe Lotase. Again, philosophically, mystically, we discussed yesterday Ahava against Yirah, Ramban Nachmani's commentary to Parashat Yitro. But ultimately speaking, this is the Halacha. The Gemara Nevamot is Doreshit from Simichut Pesukim. The fact that the Torah mentions putting Sisiot Gedilim Ta'aseh Lecha Al Arba Kanfot Kesut Echa. It talks about putting strands on the four corner garments that you might have, that Sitzit. And right after it, it has the Isur of Sha'atnez, or maybe right before for it. The Torah, in placing those two, one right next to the other, is telling you that even though you have a violation, since you're performing a mitzvah in the same moment, in tandem, you're allowed to, and it, so to speak, pushes away, the prohibition of the Torah. God, Kivyachol, says, here's an exception to the rule. Generally speaking, this is, shouldn't be transgressed. Over here, it's not a transgression. I told you to do it, and you do it even against that Isur. Suggest so the Gemara, that's what you'll have in a circumstance of Vadai. I slaughter this animal, I look at the ground, and there's blood. I know this is a wild animal. Vadai mitzvata sev kisui hadam. I have a mitzvat lota asev, no Isur melacha on Yom Tov as well. What am I supposed to do? Well, say the rabbis, quite simply, of course you can slaughter, take the dirt, crumple it up, uh, excuse me, crumble it up, crumbling it up should be a problem of tohen, but I'm doing it purposefully in order to fulfill a mitzvah aseh, the mitzvah lo ta'aseh of milacha is going to be pushed aside. That's going to be in a vada'i circumstance. What was all the back and forth before this? I know, and, and you, you might recall last week you talked about this at the very onset. I said, I said, uh, I said, Nathan, you learned the Gemara already. You told me you promised me you didn't. I, I understand. Ultimately speaking, the Gemara will fall off of this for technical reasons as well. But uh, I don't know what to tell you. you know, the, the process. These issues, the same issues with any use of the dirt. You might crumb, you might crumb the dirt. So it said, call, and now it's saying. 
if it's an uncertain animal, so I don't know that I'm performing a mitzvah per se when I drop the dirt onto it. As a result, I have the problem and I'm uncertain whether I'm fulfilling the mitzvah, we're not letting you do it. If I'm certain I'm performing the mitzvah when the dirt falls onto it, so yes, I had a problem, but the problem is pushed aside. That's the suggestion of the Gemara. Says the Gemara, but it's not ha- No, not the same thing. No, 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 no. That's not, it's not several things, several things. But the most simple is, as Jerry just yelled out, it's not ba'idna. The Gemara is about to question that. It's not the same time. You stole, and now you're trying to perform a mitzvah with it. That's nothing. It has to be in the exact same. The Gemara, the Gemara in fact, questions this even. The Gemara says, wait a second, That's Gemara, I accept and I understand again from Yevamot, Afdalid, that the principle is that a positive knocks out the, the negative. That's when I have one of these two primary paradigmatic examples. If I'm doing a milah when the child has sarat, isur to cut the sarat, but in the same moment that I'm cutting it, I'm performing a mitzvah. It's an isur to have sha'adnes, emir and pishtan, you're not allowed to have on your, on your you're not allowed to interweave. You're not allowed to have uh, linen and wool. However, if my sisit is being constructed in such a fashion, and oftentimes it needed to be, because techelet needs to be from semen, and sadi is a reference to Pishtan. In such a circumstance, I'm going to be putting the Sisit together at the same moment as Sha'adnez, benefiting from the Sha'adnez while fulfilling the mitzvah. That's when it's permitted. Over here, the assumption, and again, we, this is how we ended the class yesterday, is how the Gemara quickly knocks this question out, but the assumption is I first crumpled the, uh, crumbled the dirt, I did my melechet tohen, and then I picked up the dirt and threw it onto the blood. That's not beitna, that's not in the same moment. That's something along the lines, not as terrible as Morris's case of Lulav HaGazul, but it's along the lines of that. It's not at the same moment, says the Gemara HaCha over here, at the moment that you're uprooting the violation, the prohibition of Melachan Yom Tob, of Tohen, Lo Mokim Aseh, you're not fulfilling Mitzvah Taseh, says the Gemara, that's not a problem, Halakashya, I can be very creative, or not even that creative. The circumstance, situation, is I prepared my dirt beforehand, uh, or I have the clump, the, crump, the strong, solid dirt. I pick it up and I hold it over the blood and I crumble it into it. Melechet tohen is happening in tandem with the dirt falling and covering the blood. That's what the Gemara suggests. He's saying in tandem, but it's, a, it's still a little bit of a stretch. I'm doing it Feldman, Feldman, you're splitting hairs. The Gemara's not splitting hairs like you. You're talking about split seconds and you're making an assumption. Your assumption is that the mitzvah is only fulfilled or only uh, beginning to be performed, hang, hang tight, what, you'll appreciate this one, when the dirt touches the blood. Who said? Maybe it starts as it leaves in my hand. Oh, this, oh, this is a wonderful question. A wonderful question. Gemara and Masechet Sukkah deals with that case exactly. However, it has no bearing for our issue. I'll tell you why. Because I'm suggesting it's... Uh, uh, 
really the halakha is. It's a long action. The action begins by dropping it and finishes by it falling onto it. Your suggestion, it's only on the final stage, for example. For example. So, for I know, and I'm telling you, it. Be- that's okay. I say it begins when I drop the dirt. Okay. So if it began, if it began when I drop the dirt down, so that I'm already. I'll say. I'll say the- no, 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 I'm not. No, no, mind. I have no problems with any of this. I, let me tell you. Let me. Let, let me. Let me just. For, However, however, Jared, no, 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 Alan, we'll, we'll set you straight, Seth. We'll, we'll take you out back. And, um, but Jared, to this point of a mitzvah being mitmashechet, being something that's continuous, as opposed to just outcome, this is a matter Maharach or Zarua and others really debate at length, there are different sorts of mitzvot. But my favorite example for this purpose, you know, to try to get this across is, you know, to, to suggest, for example, lo aleno, if a person struggling with infertility, are you telling me that God prevented them, nature prevented them, which God put in place um, to perform the mitzvah peru Or is alternatively the mitzvah the involvement? Which means to say, uh, the attempt, everything that went into it, is what, it's not so much of a stretch. Now, the Gemaran Yevamot tells us when you fulfill the mitzvah, so to speak, but you're involved with the mitzvah, it's called the Hit'asekut, these are the words of, uh, uh, of many of the poskim. The same thing applies even, ironically, but, but it's reality and there are lachic ramifications. Anyway, says the Gemara, we could talk at greater length about this. Says the Gemara, uh, wait a second, this still is not going to settle properly, no pun intended. The Gemara says, listen, you're telling me your suggestion, Rabbi, is Aseh, Dohelo Ta'aseh. I have a mitzvah Ta'aseh of Kisui Hadam. I have a mitzvah Lo Ta'aseh of Melachan Yom Tob. And in the same moment that I'm performing the mitzvah, I'm pushing aside the mitzvah Lo Ta'aseh. Okay. I'll accept such a principle when it's a pure and pristine aseh versus lota aseh. What about when it's an aseh, so to speak, versus aseh plus lota aseh? What are you talking about? Over here, you have not only an isur melachan yom tov, you have furthermore a mitzvat aseh of Shabbaton. The Torah as well tells us you need to be shovet, a mitzvat aseh, which means to say I have effectively a positive commandment of kisui Adam, going up against a negative commandment, don't do melacha, plus a positive commandment of make certain that you're resting and shut down on Yom Tov, we don't say aseh, dohe, lota aseh, ve aseh. Uh, that's, that's the suggestion in turn of the Gemara. So the Gemara now knocks out that, that question. What's that? Even in, that's the point. We thought we resolved it. We said, Vada'i have ase dohe lota ase. Safik, you don't have that. Now we're saying, even in Vada'i, you don't have it. It's ase against lota ase ve ase. And as a result, we're back to square one. Back to square one. Mitzvah ase. The Torah, no, it's a general, the, the Torah, that's, that's by Yom Tov, that's by Yom Kippur. The Torah has, if you take a look at the left-hand side in Rashi, uh, The Torah says on the first day, meaning on the holiday, Shabbaton, the mitzvah on holiday to shut down from Milacha. 
in addition to abstain, and if you do it, it'll be a mitzvah lo ta'azif. It's a little too. It's it's a little too broad, and it's a little bit too far removed over here, because you're not and you're not per se objectively performing the mitzvah of simhat yom tov through slaughter, right? Says the Gemara over here. Sof Ultimately speaking, yom tov ase velo taasehu. Yom tov is not merely a mitzvah lo taase with regards to not doing melacha. It's mitzvah ase as well. Ve'en ase dohe et lo taase ve'ase. So the Gemara then effectively returns us to square one. We have a question which we began our day with, and that is, on the one hand, I have a statement of Rav Yehuda. I can prepare dirt. The Beraita told me it as well. And that dirt poses no problem of mukseh. However, at the same time, I have a Mishnah which states that if I'm in a safek situation, the koi, I'm not allowed to slaughter it. Even if I did slaughter it, I can't cover it. Why not? What's the problem with the dirt? We suggested one approach. Uh, it didn't work out, ultimately speaking. So just the Gemara from Rava, the distinction goes as follows. It has to do with our, or the rabbi's, appraisal of the mind of the person with regards to preparing that dirt. When that dirt was prepared by any individual, the standard individual, what's going through their mind? Is in their mind I'm preparing this dirt and I'll use it for certain circumstances and situations or even uncertain circumstances and situations. The assumption, says Rava, is only when it's certain circumstances and situations. Well, define for me what's certain, what's uncertain. We'll give a few examples in a moment, but for the, for the moment, Moment, right now, we can already understand. A certain situation is if I'm shoheta hayaran off, I certainly need the dirt in order to cover. That means my mindset entering the holiday was that I'm going to use this dirt for that type of situation. For an uncertain. You can if you have a specific intention. We'll see that in a little bit. Could be we're talking about stuff. A person prepared the dirt. That's what the Mishnah is talking about. No, 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 quite the opposite. No, no, no. Sof, sof means even, even once you brought me to this end, it still didn't finish then. Sof, sof, at the end of the day, that's the way. At the end of the day, I still can't answer it. You know what I'm saying? It's not sof, sof, this is that final one. That sort of situation. No, no. no give, give it a few minutes. Give it. I mean, or or, or a day. I, I understand. At this point, the assumption. I'm not sure exactly if, if you said this, but if my mind is explicitly for, and my my mouth maybe even for the koi, then no question. Over here, the circumstance, I have different animals. What, what's my mindset? What's the stam mindset of a person? Is for the vadai. Says the Gemara ve'azda, and in truth, Rava goes leta'ameh. Ve'azda, Rava leta'ameh. Rava is consistent with regards to his appraisal of the mind of people when they prepare items that could be mukseh, but they're separating and making it mukhan for Yom Tov, for Shabbat. How so? De'amar Rava. Rava separately made the following statement in a similar context. If a person's mindset 
in separating dirt was to cover, they have a baby, they don't have the baby's toilet training, and the baby will sometimes relieve themselves in a way that's more smelly than others uh, publicly. Now, in a day and time where your where your ground in your home is not tiles, is not wood, is not carpet, but is rather dirt, and I'm not necessarily going to easily remove that. I have a way of dealing with that. Maybe it was even what was done consistently during the weekdays. But at the very least, the mindset in this circumstance was I'm separating dirt to cover this baby who's toilet training. You can as well use that same dirt, which again, your mindset explicitly or implicitly, maybe you didn't say it explicitly, your mindset was, I'm going to use that for uh, baby, uh, baby Ike. Uh, baby Ike is uh, toilet training. I'm going to use that. I can use it as well for if it happens on the holiday that we slaughter a, a bird, I can use it to, to cover the bird as well. Hang on a second. The fact that my mindset was on the baby, who's toilet training? Who knows? Maybe he'll get it right today. You know, he's had good spurts. He's had 24-hour periods. That's a suffix. The bird is, but my mind was on it. The bird is vaday. If you slaughter a bird, and I know I have birds, and everybody knows we want to eat chicken, that's vaday. If my mindset is, even on the safik, even on the uncertain, so it applies to the vaday as well. What if I'll, alternatively my mindset is on dam sipur? I enter and I separate it. Someone even mentioned this, uh, Charles had mentioned to me, he said, why didn't they have, maybe they did, sometimes separate compartments, our dirt compartment for when, if you're always slaughtering, maybe that is the case. You had a separate compartment, my dirt for slaughtering, for, for kisui hadam. And that means in turn, it's for chickens. We like chickens in the household. We're chicken eaters. And that's the case. But I didn't think about, I didn't realize that my sister was bringing her child who's toilet training over. Doesn't have diapers and walking around or has diapers and they're trying to wean or whatever. And uh, it relieves itself on the floor. You're not allowed to in turn cover it. Why not? One's vaday, the certain circumstances, the bird. The other one, the excrement, the relieving itself, is safik. That's what the Gemara says, Rava is lita'ame. Rava is consistent. Rava's claim is, if my mindset isn't on the safik, isn't on the koi, Jared, so then we assume it's on the vadai. If it's certainly on the vadai, it's only on the vadai. It's only if I have a purposeful intent, I'm going to use this dirt or even the uncertain situation, then and only then can it be used uh, in those sorts of situations. Yeah. Yes. Can yes. I say on page or two ago about the reason you said it's not allowed is because that maybe you're not going to do the chesuk adam, or not the shabbatam, so we might not end up doing it or something like that. I'm going to go back to my memory here to help me out. I'm not sure what you're from. I'm not sure. We spoke about the not covering the, not using the dirt because you said maybe you can prepare the dirt and then yeah, you're not end up doing the shikita because you can have dairy from us. Uh, so I think you're, I think you're confusing, I, th- I think you're confusing, you're remembering the case where we had a question with what's the ordering with regards to uh, un- unearthing the dirt? In other words, can you do it before you slaughter or do you need to do it after you slaughter? And the only question was, if you do it before, you might forget and get distracted by the dairy lunch. Yes. But that's not going to be parallel to our case. Why not? Because over there you did a melacha. 
No, no, or not a melacha. You, you handled the dirt. Not, not a melacha, sorry. We're, we're specifically saying it's not. But you did the action already. That could be a problem unless you're then going to use it to. You didn't do anything over here, per se, right? Yes, John? Right. No, no, it's not about mitzvah or not. It's about what's my mindset. Is my intention on something that I'm certainly going to be doing or something that I'm uncertain that I'm going to be doing? It has nothing to do with the mitzvah. That's, that's the point of the Gemara. That's where the Gemara shifts. Earlier, until now, the conversation in the Gemara was, what's the reality? Mitzvah, not mitzvah, all that. And now it has to do with what's your mindset. You enter into the day. Nothing to do with mitzvah, not mitzvah. Vadai and safek is not about safek mitzvah or safek or vadai mitzvah. It's about safek or vadai, whether I'm going to do this action, whether I need to do this action. Do I realize I'm going to have to cover the baby's uh, leaving itself? Do I realize I'm going to have to cover the haya? Do I realize I have to cover the, the koi? That's the issue over here. Says the Gemara, Nahar Belai, uh, some uh, individual from Nahar Belai, Rashi quoted Gemara Masechet Sanhedrin, which says a person who came from Nahar Belai, his name was the rabbi, his name was Rameh Bar Berbi. Okay, so when the Gemara refers to him as Nahar Belai, it's the in, or Nahar Belai, the individual who came from there, Rame Bar Bar Berbi. Okay, anyway, he said, Amre, their, their statement in the royal we was, Afilu Ichnis Afar, Lechasot Bodam Sipor, Muta Lechasot Bosoa. Fascinatingly, they extend it, not like Rava. Their statement is, even if the dirt was separated for covering Kisui Adam of slaughtering a bird, I can use it for the baby as well. You might suggest he disagrees with the whole principle. His principle, perhaps, is even though I prepared it for Vadai, I can use it for Safek as well. Rashi learns the Gemara the way A.B. just said it. Rashi's understanding of the Gemara is, it's just a question with regards to how do we assume babies are going to comport themselves. He's extending the mindset of a person and the mitziyut, the reality of the situation, that even a baby, not halachically speaking, but even a baby we will assume is vadai or karov levadai, that they'll relieve itself, as opposed to rava. You have to, you have, to have something in mind. Your mindset could be for the sipor. Chalaz. Has to be. Has to be, it's already ground, or alternatively, you're grinding it as. No, that won't work. Yeah, what's that? Mukse. Right now we're on Mukse issues. We're not on Melacha any longer. We tried Melacha, it didn't work. We're back to Mukse. Pure and pristine. No, as an example. The example. So then so you're giving example to tell you that it's not certain. And so then. That, then we're saying, not, in Rava's, okay, I understand. In Rava's approximation, it's uncertain, and according to his logic, we understand how he's consistent. You should know there's a discussion about that, not about the halacha per se, in general, but in this specific circumstance, maybe that's not a good example, but Rava had it as his example. So that's what the Gemara did with that. Says Gemara, Amre Ma'arava. In Eris Israel, their statement was, the Gemara in Sanhedrin right there, if I remember correctly, says whenever we say Amre Ma'arava, we're referring to Rabbi Yirmiya. Their statement was, Ba, this matter is in some way ensconced in a ahlok between Rabbi Yoseh Bar Hama Rabbi Zera, or alternatively, the two rabbis' names are Ve'amrela, Rava Bere de Rav Yosef Bar Hama Verbizera. Let's just read the statements and we'll return to this tomorrow. Hadamar Koi Harehu Kesoa, Hadamar Koi Eno Kesoa. 
the two approaches with regards to this matter, we're just going to read the words without fully understanding them right now, but we now can appreciate associating these two words. If I said these words to you at the onset of the class, you would have looked at me like I'm crazy. Is a buffalo like the baby's relieving itself or not? Does one have to do with the other? Now we're already understanding. It means that I'm somehow associating them or disassociating them with regards to how do I conceptualize this situation and say, is it safik? Is it vadai? Is it uncertain? Is the dirt prepared? for it, is it not? Okay, so we'll, concern, we'll continue with this to clarify it and continue the Gemara with regards to, again, pinpointing the statement of Rabbi Yehuda, but at this point, the Gemara's standing is that the Mishnah, which tells us that with regards to a koi, you can't slaughter on Yom Tov, and if you did slaughter, you can't cover it. The reason is not as we began the day thinking because of or not, but rather the mindset of a person. It's a mukseh issue, not a malacha issue. It's the mindset of a person even on Safik, and the statement of the Mishnah is, it's not a koya Safik, be'ema Safik, haya, your mindset in turn, our assumption is, unless you explicitly make it clear, unless you have a herd of buffalo and that's your only animal or something along those lines, is going to be only on the Vada'i, and for that reason, koi would be asur. Baruch Adonai Amen, amen,